so forth. Let's go to the next uh, scripture here. He says, if this Christ preached as Christ and raised from the dead, how can somebody say there is no resurrection? And so he really had to get after the church at Corinth on this because they didn't believe that the human body was their portion. Now I want to go to another scripture. First Thessalonians 4. Another Greek-based Greek society, Greek philosophy type people. And they had trouble with, okay, what will happen? Will the body come back? Where is it? So let's read this for a moment. Brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. So that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died, rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep. Amen. Yeah. For the Lord will yourself born down in heaven with a loud command. They're probably scared the tar out of all of us. He will come down in heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. The dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive are left. We'll be caught up together with them in the clouds. We meet the Lord in the air, and so will we be to the Lord. Is that exciting? That should excite us all. This is the way it's going. Now, unfortunately, there will be a judgment. Everybody that has ever lived, ever, will be judged by God. This is called the great white robe judgment. Yes. This is the last one. I saw a great white throne and heaven was sit on, seated on. The earth and the heavens fled to his presence. So there is no earth, there's no stars, no nothing. Everything fled to God's presence. Everything. So all you got is God's throne, you and me. That's God that is here. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. And books were open. Now, the other thing that's going to be there is books. Keeping <laughs> that kept track of us while we're here on the earth. Books. <laughs> And another book was open, which is the book of life. Uh, the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it. Nobody escapes. Even who died at sea. And Hades gave up the dead and hell gave up the dead that were in it. And each person would judge according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. So they know. That's it. The lake of fire is 
if anyone whose name was not found or written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Well, so we got resurrection, then we got judgment. Let's keep going. Apparently there is a implication there are ladies here. Oh, there, there are all these scriptures. There are ladies here. Right. So it's sometimes called heaven, the intermediate heaven, paradise. Let's just look at a couple of scriptures. Jesus, when he was on the cross, one of the criminals said to him, uh, the other criminal rebuked him, aren't you? Don't you figure out or go to the sanctuary? We are punished justly, but we're getting whatever you deserve. But this man did nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And the most amazing thing, Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Paradise. So we have to dig a little bit deeper what is paradise. Jesus told a, told a story. It, it's not a parable, it's a story. It's not, not something about what happened, it's a, it's a story. And what's interesting is, he talked about this rich man, and the beggar's name is Lazarus. What's really interesting about that is, Jesus, one of Jesus' best friends, was a guy named Elijah, one he raised from the dead. Lazarus was a rich man. For some reason or another, he switched the whole scenario around. And Lazarus here is a very poor and a very sick man. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury. At his gate was laid a bear named Lazarus, covered with sores. You know, I, I will volunteer a place every Saturday morning. There's some pretty sick people there. Yeah, pretty sad people. This guy was covered in sores. And the doors brought the acting at King of Witches. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried to the Abraham's side. That couldn't really do. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, there's another term for intermediate place. Apparently there's a bad side and a good side of Hades. And so they can see each other. In Hades, where he was tormented, he lived out of Abraham far away. With Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have a key of me and send Lazarus to live the tip of his finger and water and cool my tongue. But I'm in agony in this rock. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things. And while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you heard that besides all this, that between us and you there is a great chasm of seven boys, so that those who want to get prepared cannot be saved. So we have this. Place, this holy place for both the good people and the disciples. Those are your fault. Well, we'll go to heaven. You 
is cold. Some, some writers today call it an intermediate heaven. I like to use that term, it seems to make sense. It's part of heaven, but it's intermediate, it's not the So there is a judgment of faith. This, this was one of the biggest things I had to come to grips with when I started studying this. There are multiple judgments. Look at this scripture. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that one of you can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, and do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. When I hit this, I remember it was page 47. I remember it hit me like Tom Briggs. So, really, a judgment of faith. That's how my life made it into the intermediate heaven. Get 
we get families, we get marriages, we get kids, we get cars, we get houses. Those are assets that God has allowed us to have. He's watching and saying, what are you doing with that stuff? Are you generous? Do you help other people? Or do you just work it all to yourself? He's looking at all those things all the time. I don't want to do this to scare you, but he does care. Yeah. And here's what we do with the assets we can get. You're going to see that it will show up in heaven. So, I think we need to stop and think, what will we be doing in heaven? I think some people think, well, this is going to be the world's longest vacation. <laughs> Eternity's a long time. A long vacation. Maybe I'll go to the beach. Maybe I'll live on the beach. Maybe I'll play a lot of golf. Uh, I just I sit around and read a lot of books. You know, all of us that we we have these views. I think God has some other ideas about what we must do to have this and that. First of all, Revelation 22. There will be not be any curse, and the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve. Mm-hmm. I think God has some things for us to do. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have lots of time to relax and rest. But he has some ideas about what he wants us to do. Second Timothy 2, if we endure, we will also reign with it. You know what? Have you ever thought about the fact that you may want to be a governor or a mayor? All those things will have to happen on the new earth. We don't normally think that we do. All those things will have to happen because it was meant to happen on the first earth in Eden. Yeah. Didn't happen very well, but it was meant that way. Yeah. So there will be things to do in heaven. I'm missed out, and I'm excited about that. Those of you who know me, I can't sit around and do nothing very long about <laughs> I just have to be doing something. I'm so glad that God will have things for us to do in the new earth. Uh, Revelation 3, to the Lord who is victorious, I will go right and sit with you on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on Houston. <coughs> there will be governments, remark, you can't throw a bunch of people together without some rules. You ever try that? I'm not very close. You've got to have some governments, some rules, organizations, and structure to it. So that will happen, that will need to be done too. Second perspective is saying, are they not of that Lord's people will judge the world? So who has some time to judge? <coughs> the world has been out there making a mess. If you're to judge the world, are they not competent to judge truth? 
So what can you do about it? There's no way, there's no desire to want the person to say, have you ever seen a U-Haul trailer behind a few of two Mars? We're not making anything loose. So what can we do about this? One of the things I read a lot about is if we give to missions and things like that and help people who we may never meet to get to heaven, he has a way of paying it for. You can't take it with us, but we can pay it for. And let's talk about that party up in heaven that we mentioned that. We get to meet all the people. Yeah. People that we don't know, but we had a role in their salvation. Think about that. So let's talk about the big picture of it all. There used to be a, an army show called The Big Picture. I used to love that thing because I talk about the big picture. So believers on this earth will take Adam and Eve's place to oversee paradise. Adam and Eve didn't make it. <laughs> So he had, to, he had to put the chairman and keep him out of it. So it's our role to go and do what they didn't do. Do the mere heaven. And we're, we're being created. God is created. God made us to be created. I'm sure you've been created in your job. You've been created in what you do. I'm looking at Tiffany over here. She is miscreated. <laughs> and you know, I, I really am intrigued by what she does. She's so good at marketing this There are not many people that do as well as she does with social media and marketing this We are creative people. God made us to be creative. He is creative. So we get to do those things. And we can enjoy the beauty of the new creation and we won't be under the curse. It's a nasty curse. God has forbidden the curse. To the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, there is no more curse. Think about that. We get to go to heaven because God decided Come down here, feel pain, die in a hard way, go to hell, go to paradise, and I through Jesus. That's how we get to do this. That was God deciding to do that. I, my cure for this is that I have to experience it. I experience it in each other. I have to do this. I have to know what I'm curious about. There's no more crime in heaven. I hate to tell all the people, please go to the room. We don't have any jobs in heaven. 
There's no more sin. There's no doctors. Yay! <laughs> Aren't we tired of doing the doctor? Yeah, what's wrong with Or not. Or not. Or But no more doctors, no more nurses, no more ambulances. All the things that bring us fear. No more soldiers. No more airplanes or warplanes. Those kind of things. Judges and courts. You know, I knew a long time ago. I got to thinking about uh, lawsuits. All a lawsuit is, folks, you go to the first Corinthians, is a record of wrongs. We have a record of wrongs, and we go to court to try to fix them. That's what a lawsuit is about. Dealing with our record of wrongs, wrongs we can't fix them. That's where it all sits. God is going to make everything new. Yeah. If you think the Rocky Mountains are beautiful, the next mile will be more beautiful. Yeah. If you think the oceans are beautiful, the next mile will be even more beautiful. Yeah. If you think the forest are beautiful, the next mile will be even more beautiful. Yeah. God will be the light of the New Jerusalem. There will be no sun. There will be no moon. God will be the light. I mean, we've got to open our minds up and start thinking about what has God prepared for us? Just imagine, after the white road judgment, after after the first dawn, Everybody's judged, then we'll be given the opportunity to see the near earth for the first time. Are you looking forward to it? Yep. Yep. <coughs> That's a poor representation of what I'm like. <coughs> But we. But let me add to that. There will be the biggest feast that you can ever possibly imagine. It will be the wedding feast of the bride to the groom. We are the bride. Jesus is the groom. Amen. Yeah. It will be all catered. We will have it. It will be a bottle. We will all be catered. It will be humongous. You know what? We will see people that we haven't seen forever. Maybe never. Maybe some of those people that we sponsored and to get the gospel. All our old friends, family. And you know what? There's no time limit, so we can fellowship until we drop. Millions of years. Yeah, we need to. Fellowship is where we got. At the very wedding banquet of the Lamb and His bride, and we are the bride. That one needs to sing. I look forward to that part. 
Now, let's talk about what might be you. Be you. I'm an old geezer. <laughs> Come on. I have to think about what an old geezer you're a girl.